YouTube, people watching worldwide. All of my views every day multiply. When on the mic, I be telling no lie. That's why my music people wanna buy. Welcome to the Music Heads Podcast, where we face the music and let the music speak. Here is the music expert himself, your host, Billy the Kid, aka Billionaire. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Billy the Kid, aka Biddy K, Billionaire, in this month with my boy. Dinero, what's up, boy? You Thanks know? for co-hosting, bro. Uh, yeah, man, so, so I hit up my boy, man. Uh, you know, it, this is a brand new podcast uh, where it's called Music Heads Podcast, obviously. And literally, man, we're gonna interview people that have been in the business, the music business. Uh, it's gonna be a fun, fun project. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, excited and. And I hit him up just to help me co-host uh, on this episode, and I hope it's a regular thing, bro. You know, yeah, so man. you know, we we go way back, we we go way back, way, so way back. And and I, oh, I like the yeah. drive too, bro, because I hit him up. I'm like, hey, bro, uh, can you you know come through? And boom, yeah. he, he nah, zoomed in. Right so <laughs> so hope, you know, we'll definitely be <laughs> right, for sure, bringing bro. some more episodes. But uh, overall, though, uh, it's gonna be uh, a fun podcast, all music related. Um, also, those of you who are listening, there's also the Minority Report podcast that I have going on as well. Shout out to check my boy, we'll Dan Delgado. Uh, we interview entrepreneurs, investors, and it's about mindset, etc. So check yeah. that podcast out too. Uh, but other than that, make sure you guys subscribe to my channel because we have some crazy interviews coming, man. I'm so excited for this Music Heads podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be dope. And also, if you don't, watch it on youtube check it out on it's on uh spotify it's gonna be on uh apple podcast i mean we're gonna be everywhere boy. Yeah, you, everywhere, know, you know how yeah. we do <laughs> hey it's gonna be exciting <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. so subscribe yeah. follow us on, on all that uh also uh i released my book the power of being uncomfortable out everywhere it's on amazon uh yeah. target walmart.com order it show your boy some love it's actually on audible as well so check it out, and uh, also don't forget to follow my music too uh, on Apple. everywhere, man. Yeah, Spotify, yeah. Apple, whatever. Just <laughs> check out the music. Got a lot of stuff coming too. Boy, got but heat. he got heat over here, man. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, for sure, bro. Yeah. Appreciate it, bro. And get that book too, I gotta get one too, bro. I uh, yeah, for real, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure, uh, bro. But overall, though, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this podcast. I can't yeah, wait man. to dive in and and give you guys. A, and I mean, we're starting off with a bang. Bang. Today yep. we have the one and only Mr. Shadow. Mr. Shadow, man. Uh, yeah, so man. shout out to Mr. Shadow for uh, being so humble, man, and uh, jumping in on the very first interview. This is, yeah, uh, you know, again, is the first episode, so we're super mm-hmm. excited. Yeah. But man, I think we're ready yeah, to man. dive yeah, in, man. man. You ready? I think everybody gonna like this one, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he sure. he dropped some gems. Uh, what, what would you say was your favorite part, like overall? My favorite part was like when he when he discussed about like the three main things about like making it in the music, in the rap, yeah, making the right business, man. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like definitely, like that was real important. So. Yeah. Tune in, man. You might learn something. You know? Yeah, seriously. Like, sure. So yeah, yeah let's check it out, man. Let's Go. get it. Mr. Shadow, let's go. What's good, man? Uh, today, I'm super excited. Uh, I got the man, the myth, and the motherfucking legend. No introduction. Mr. Shadow, what's good, bro? What's good, family? What's good, bro? What's up, man? Just, you know, getting done with this with this recording session all day and uh, 
grabbed a bite to eat and then came on here with y'all, man. So yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, bro. And let's start there, bro. Let's start there. Uh, because you know, we're we're human, right? Like we're getting older, right? Like uh when you say right. eat, uh, what are you doing, man? Like uh to take care of your health and all that. Like what, what's uh is there anything behind that or what what's your mindset on that? Yeah, man. So quick little run, you know, update. So I, I don't know, for everybody who didn't know, I had a stroke, my second stroke a year and a half ago. Mm. And, and after that, I couldn't I couldn't do nothing but just sit around the house. And um, I couldn't lift more than 20 pounds, you know, because of my doctor's recommendations. So that made me gain a lot of weight, bro, because I would just eat, sit down, eat and sit down and not do anything. You know what yeah. I mean? So I gained about 40 pounds. And then right after everything came back 100 percent from my stroke, because I had paralysis on my face, all that shit. And once uh, it all came back um covid hit mm. so so after covid hit uh due to my circumstances and then my wife she she has uh lupus so you know what i'm saying um we really didn't go anywhere bro for like those two years we just stayed home not yeah, even our yeah. older not even our older kids would come to the house it was just crazy bro it, it was a crazy experience and then this past january i ended up getting fucking covid Oh. And that shit took me out for six weeks. So it, it's been it's been up and downs with me, man. But you know what? God is great. I'm here. Amen. Um, right. uh, my, my doctor finally uh, gave me the green light to go ahead and, and start working out lightly, walking and mm. shit like that. Because prior to me getting sick, I was I was riding my mountain bike, bro, for like 10 miles and crazy shit, 20 miles. Yeah. And I was good, you know, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, the sickness just got to me, bro. And uh it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, like they said, everybody on this planet will fucking get COVID yeah. one way or another or yeah. know somebody that got it or, you know, I know people that got it. I, lo I lost my big bro and good homie Night Owl from my neighborhood. Man, rest, rest in, in peace, peace, bro. That that was that was the next question I was going to ask you, man. Uh, yeah. You know, so, sadly, man, I, I was speaking with him over the phone uh, heavy, man. The last, uh, I, I want to say six months to a year. Uh and we were supposed to do a track um, and right. literally the internet just informed it. You know what I mean? Uh, what, what's the vibe with that, man? Like what, you know, since you're, cause you're still in San Diego, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna die here, bro. I was born and raised here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but I mean, back to your question real quick before I go into this. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I went to, you know, real quick, went to a pollo local, got me the keto salad, the double pollo salad, you know, it, uh, it's just all greens and chicken and, and, it's it's bomb as hell. So I've been trying to you know cut out the tortillas and the bread and the you know pastas. Yeah, yeah. And you know and, and just just you know trying to get my second win back, man. I I, I finally booked um my first two shows, and uh, it feels good, man, just to get back to my old routine. Yeah. You know, yeah, of important. doing shows. That's important, man. Health is important. Yeah. A lot of people need to know understand that, man, because you know a lot of people yeah. want to be wealthy, but healthy, you got to be healthy. What yeah, what are like for the youngsters listening, Shadow? Yeah. Uh, what are like three tips you would give them on that health tip? Well, I mean, the older we get, the more we gotta watch ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And our our health. I mean, from head to toe. You know, our mental health. You know, our spiritual health. Our the way we eat. So you know, now I mean, before I would like to you know go and smoke three pounds at the studio and. You know what I'm saying? And I would eat like a pig, man. A lot of greasy food. 
So, you know, the, the, as long as you eat right, you got to treat your body right, man. And it'll treat you good right back. You'll feel good. You'll feel healthy. You know what I'm saying? And, and, um, like they say, you are what you eat. So, um, you got to just, you know, eat vegetables, man. A lot of fruits, a lot of berries, a lot of grains, nuts. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't, I personally, I don't drink milk, but I drink water like a horse, man. I drink water all yeah. day, every, you know. Cheers to that, bro. <laughs> Cheers to that. And I, and I don't, I don't, and I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I haven't drank alcohol since I was 21. I'm 42 now. So, you know, 21 Damn. years of not drinking alcohol. I mean, it, it's, it's a lovely thing, dog. And, and, uh, yeah. Thanks to that, you know, my organs and my, my liver, my kidneys, they're, they're, they're in tip top shape. Man, yeah, and, um, yeah. my lungs, my, uh, COVID fucked, uh, fucked off my lungs for a little bit. So I had to ease up on the smoking because my doctor told me that I had to, to, in order for my lungs to come back because I had a pneumonia due to COVID and, um, they put me on this inhaler and shit. And it's, it's like, it's crazy because every week I feel, I feel myself coming back you know, to be in the normal me and uh, yeah. COVID did a lot of things to me, bro. Like my, my, my recording engineer, uh, first time I went back into the studio, he's like, Hey bro, I have a preset for your voice. Every time you come in the studio, I have a preset. I just click on your name and no matter what, that's the preset we use for your name. I was like, right. He goes, well, right now I have to redo your levels and all kinds of shit mm. because your voice, your voice changed. Man. So COVID, you know, it changed my voice. It fucked up my lungs. And, um, yeah, man. So I'm slowly but surely getting back to it. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, it, it changed my voice for the good, though. It was for the better. My, he said that my pronunciations are a little bit more clear. You can understand me better. And, um, I mean, I guess I guess that's a, a pro from COVID and shit because yeah, yeah. The, con, the con was the lungs. But, I mean, it, it, I'm, just, I'm just blessed to be here talking yeah. about you guys you know hell yeah no yeah hey, amen man. bro Bless amen you, bro so what? yeah bro i just want to ask you man you know i've never been to cali so what is like right. in san diego like talk about like your childhood man like your upbringing so okay so first of all san diego they, they named it america's finest city bro you know we get we get summertime 80 percent of the year um it's 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 beautiful weather beautiful scenery from the border to to the border with orange county I mean, it's, it's beautiful, bro. Like we got mountains. You're, you literally 15 minutes away from Mount, you know, from everything you go 25 minutes East, you get mountains from downtown. You go 15 minutes to the West. You got the ocean. You go 15 minutes to the South. You got the border and Mexico, you know? So it's, it's just a lovely thing, bro. And I, I was born and raised in little Italy. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the neighborhood where, it was the lower income Mexicans and Italians. And of course we had the, you know, some of them had more money than others, but as far as the Mexican families, we were all broke. We lived in, in little duplexes and apartments. Mm. And, um, <clears throat> and now uh, you go to my neighborhood and there's no poor houses, bro. Now it's all million dollar condos, high rises, all our houses got knocked down and, you know, new development came in. Now, now it's like one of the most visited places in San Diego, mm for um tourism because they got all the restaurants right there in little italy italian like authentic uh, italian cuisine and you got clubs down there bars and i mean the rich people done take took over it you know what i'm saying so um but i mean we all got memories of, of growing up there 
you know, uh, I mean, for as long as I can remember, bro, like when I was five or six years old, I would literally ride, ride my skateboard on my knee to from my neighborhood to Seaport Village was where there was an arcade. Mm. And um, I would I would take the quarters from my mom's laundry little coin bag and I'd fucking jet down there and play some arcades. And there was oh, yeah, a liquor yeah, store yeah, yeah. in yeah, the yeah. neighborhood that had a uh, the Kung Fu game. And we were always on that shit. But we were broke, bro. We were broke. You know what I'm saying? My mom worked two jobs. My dad worked the graveyard shift. So <clears throat> when I would get off uh, out of school, when I, you know, starting the fifth and sixth grade, when I was kicking in with the homies, um, my mom would be still at work and my dad would be sleeping because he was, you know, sleeping for the next shift. Right. And, um, yeah. and nobody was there to take care of me, dog. So I would mm-hmm. fucking go to hang, hang out with the homeboys and, you know, go over there and chill with them until my mom got off of work and came looking for my ass and dragged me by my ear. <laughs> so when so, when did the love of music come about, bro? Because you've been grinding for years, bro. Like, like uh, we yeah. were just talking about. I was going through a catalog, man, and uh, me and me and this dude, like, we go back, like, when right. since we were teens, and uh, we used right. to bump your shit out here, dog. Out. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring it up real quick. Uh, this was uh, we're in Lincoln, Nebraska, and years ago, right. oh, you, I opened up for you. This was like in 06, 07 or something. Yeah, okay. uh, oh, that know? was the, my homegirl took me out there, man. She's a, yeah. she's a she was a co- a college basketball player. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I forgot her name, man. Aisha, Aisha. I yeah, Aisha, yeah. man. She just reached out to me not too long ago, bro, and nope. reminded me of of Lincoln and shit. And you know, shout out to her, man, because she took me out of Lincoln and you know, um, showed me Nebraska, bro. Like I I never been there. That was the first time I was there. Yeah. And uh and she told me, man, like, look, the reason I brought you was because a lot of people fuck with your music out here. Yeah. And, and I was like, Oh, that's dope, you know what I'm saying? But but yeah, man, it's it's lovely to visit new places, you know, where where you have heard of people uh supporting you, you know, just like when I went to Japan. That yeah. shit was crazy, man. So but it's 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 a lovely thing, dog, you know, and thank you guys for the support, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh when when did that love of music come about, dog? When when was it when you were like, man, like yeah, what what influenced you though? What influenced you to so 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 growing up, my, my dad, he was an avid guitar player, and my dad was also um uh an avid accordion player, God rest his soul. And he he embedded music in me, like just just the melody of music in general, not just Mexican music. Um he would always bump Mexican tunes. My mom would bump music. But my love for hip-hop grew, and, and it got embedded in me by my homeboy, Night I'll rest in peace, because he he was making Wobtown raps. Wobtown is my neighborhood, and he was making Wobtown raps uh, for the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would get the privilege to watch him do it, and it was just insane to hear somebody that I looked up to doing something that I would hear people on the radio doing, you know, and, and, and I just liked the way he was flowing, the way he would do it. It was different from everybody else's. And I mean, of course I was, I was, I was like maybe eight, nine, 10 years old watching this at the same time I would hear with the music he was bumping, which was, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the old school rap, like the easy E's and the Kumo D's and the, you know, the, the big daddy canes and all that shit yeah. from the old school, bro. And the fat boys, that's crazy. Cause I would love the fat boys, bro. Like a lot of people, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they just, they're just actors and shit, but they, they had some dope shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many artists 
that that were doing it uh, before Snoop Dogg and everybody else. There yeah. was a lot of. It's funny, dog, because- uh, that you bring up like old school like that. Uh, I'm listening to Will Smith's book right now, uh, Will, and yeah. uh, I, I definitely recommend it, dog. Uh, like it, it <laughs> he goes through the whole story, and it's funny how you said like they were actors because the same with him. Like he realized he tells the whole story basically how he made yeah. all these hits, but he wasn't happy. And then acting kind of just fell in his lap, and that was his calling, basically. But yeah, yeah check I out mean, that started, book if was, you haven't. Yeah, for sure, my boy. Thank you for the reference. I mean, I I know I know he was a fresh prince, you know him and, yeah. and Jazzy Jeff. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and 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 I mean, a lot of people think they're they're too young to even know that he used to rap, you know. But right, he he had he had bars, bro. At one point, yeah. he was spitting some dope shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, man, so we'll be right back to this great episode of the Music Heads Podcast Show. But before we continue, go subscribe to Billy the Kid YouTube. That is Billy D-H-A-K-I-D-D. Also, go follow Billy the Kid Music on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, and everywhere else music is available. And now, back to this great episode. Let's go. I'm popping out the two dough, wearing number two phone. Tripping like Kobe, though I'm winning, need to do more. My mama sorry, college wasn't for me. Street smart, no degree, just like Kobe. Self-made boss with a suit like a mogul. I'm the new era. You see it on my logo. Night, I was a big, a big, big uh, part of why I started to get influenced into rapping and and uh, writing my own song. I wrote my first song when I was. Uh, I want to say it was 12. I saw that like, 11 or 12. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I wrote it about, well, that was the first like little mischievous rap that I wrote, but I wrote one when I was like nine years old, when my dad took me to uh, Disneyland, mm. my dad, That's my, crazy. my dad, <laughs> yeah, my dad one day took me to Disneyland, homie. And we were so broke dog that, that, that was like, what the fuck just happened that was like him taking me to a whole nother country dog because he and besides that my dad wasn't the lovey type of dad like me you know I, mean? I tell my kids i love them every day yeah from from the youngest 22 year old to the to the to the youngest my little nine-year-old yeah. and I, I tell them i love them every day that i talk to them on the phone my daughter i i love you guys you know and my uh, dad I was wasn't gonna like ask that. you real quick with that bro what yeah so obviously, you know, you did, you've done your thing. Like, uh, you, you've obviously set it up to where it's better than where you come from. Right. What's the teaching yeah. like at home to, to, you know, cause it, it's that tough. Cause I have a couple of daughters too, man. And, uh, it's tough to be like, here's the world. Right. Cause that's what you want to do, but also you don't right. want them to grow up like that because you want them to you know, be thankful and, and, and know like, no, this, this was hard work. So what are some of the stuff you do with your kids? So, I mean, for the most part, my main my main thing was keeping my son out of gangbanging. You know what I mean? I didn't want it because, like, I grew up with a dad, but my dad was working so much. It was like I didn't have him there. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Right. He, he was there when he on his days off. But then again, on his days off, he would go and drink with his homies and shit because that was the only days he had off. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and there wasn't really a place for kids to be. Cause then he would drink and drive and my mom didn't want me to be in the car with him while he was driving drunk, you know, all the shit that comes with it. So yeah. I, I, I didn't want my son or my, my daughter, my, my 20 or, or 22 year old to go through that, bro. So, um, for my first marriage, I got divorced. I got married at 18, first of all. 
and then I had my son, and then I had my daughter, and I was a devoted father, bro. And then when, when we got divorced, I had full custody of my kids, and they were five and three. Mm. So, so when that happened, I put my my rap career. I put it on pause, homie. I just completely just left the game for eight years while I raised them, put them through elementary, preschool, elementary, you know what I'm saying, and all that. And um, I taught my son that you don't have to be, uh, you know, gangbanging. That he, I just, I try to get him into skateboarding and I took mm-hmm. them fishing. And now both my kids, they're, they fucking love fishing in the outdoors. And That's I dope. did everything, dope. everything my everything my dad didn't do with me, bro, or that yeah, he didn't yeah. give me. I fucking gave it to them and them plus, you know, then some attention, love, support, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they could talk to me. I'm their best friend and and they know that they can come to me with whatever. And that's one thing I couldn't do with my pops because um, he was, he was just one of those older Mexican men, homie, that, you know, they try to make you men at a young age and shit. And it's like, I, I, I couldn't do that to my son, bro. So I managed to keep him out of fucking gangs. Um, I managed to get him and my daughter to graduate high school, and now he's a naval a naval uh, electrician. Man. Um, he uh, he's not in the service, but he he uh, he works on all the navy stations, the military bases uh, here in San Diego. He goes wow. from the Navy SEAL base in Coronado to the Thirty Second Street National City. There's like I don't know four or five that he bounces around from. You know, um, he switches that a, a new boat, a new. Uh, like say a new uh, aircraft carrier comes in and they take out all their logistics and electronics and this will put shit together, put the back. And he always tells me how, how, how uh, amazed he is at all these big ass guns that, you know, they have on the ship and Man. <laughs> he's, he's blessed. I mean, I'm blessed. He has a good ass job. He has that fool has like clearances from hell like this fool can go buy a gun and they'll give it to him right there and then no, <laughs> yeah, ten, day, no, no, no 10 day hold you know what i'm saying yeah exactly uh, um, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah he has that many clearances bro like seriously he has clearances with every agency you can think of including the department of defense so i mean when he goes to apply with the poor gun as long as he buys it they give it to him right there and then and that's crazy uh and my daughter she's going to school uh to be a um, x-ray technician Wow. And she graduates this year and um, and her and her boyfriend are looking to buy their first house already. I mean, she's only 20, 20 years old. Her boyfriend's 23. And, you know, he he has a good head on his shoulder. He ain't no gangbanger or nothing. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was blessed enough to be able to keep my son out of gangbanging. And and my daughter doesn't have any kids. She ain't no hoochie. She Mm -hmm. ain't out there fucking you know running amok she she has a job she goes to school and you know they're trying to buy a house right now their first home and i'm, I'm very proud of them man so yeah no. that's uh pretty much what it is man you just got to give your your kids all the attention that they need and 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 make sure that they're all right you know because some kids um don't open up like that like my kids they open up to me with whatever bro like yeah i talk to them every day and 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 if you have kids talk to them every day because yeah you know we we, we could be gone tomorrow bro and and, and man. That, so with, you know, with that being said shadow man what's your relationship with your father now oh my father he he, he passed away unfortunately uh like 18 years ago uh i lost him and uh 
you know, him, him and all of his brothers, they're all gone, including his sister, but his all his brothers, they, they all drink and smoke cigarettes for fucking years and years, bro. Yeah. And, and it, it, he had an open heart surgery. He lived, I believe eight or 10 years after that. Mm. Um, and, and it finally caught up to him, man. He, he, he went peacefully though, bro. He, he died in his sleep. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, unfortunate I don't have him anymore. Cause I would have loved for him to see my new, my new daughter, exactly, uh, my yeah. nine year old, but, but he got to meet my two younger ones. Um, uh, it was too bad. They didn't get to spend time with him as teenagers or, or grownups because he, he only met them when, when they were in, my daughter was in diapers and my son was only like three years old. So, yeah. um, but besides that, um, you know, I love the man and I know he, he's watching me and, you know, it's crazy because sometimes uh, I'm driving and it could be late at night after a recording session or early in the morning. I'm going to go somewhere and and I could feel his presence next to me like he's my co-pilot. You feel me? And, and, yeah, yeah. And it, I'm very big on on, on, on energies and, oh, man, and, yeah. and, Same. And, and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, what I mean, like like my homeboy night out rest in peace when he would. Um, for those who don't know, I'm sure nobody knows because I mean we did this like uh not no big celebrate. I mean we celebrated, but we mm-hmm. didn't post it or nothing. But but um Mr. Little One, my homeboy, uh Mr. Little One, um and Night Owl, it's beyond music, bro. Like they're my action, they're my brothers. We're also compadres, they baptized my daughter. Oh, that's um, dope. You know what I'm saying? So uh when Night Owl would come over, bro, and he wouldn't go to a lot of people's houses, he he wasn't that type of dude, but he he would come over to the house, dog, and there was one corner, one chair specifically he liked to sit in, and he would always tell me, hey, man, uh, it feels real homey here. Like, I, I feel at peace here when I come over, dog, and it smells good. It smells like apples and cinnamon and shit, mm-hmm. and, and that's the, you know, that's the fragrance that we have in the house all yeah. the time, and um, and when after he passed, bro, for like the first uh, week every day, um, my wife, she, she senses a lot of shit too. And she would look at, she would look over at the corner, bro. And she would get emotional, bro. She would fucking literally tear up Oh man! and, 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 and tell me like, I, I feel him here and I feel that he's, he's not happy. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm uh-huh. feeling his emotions and it was crazy, bro. But we felt his presence here at my house, uh, after he passed and, and, and sometimes I'm sitting there in the living room by myself and I can feel him there, you know, and sometimes I got a lot of WhatsApp messages and I go back and, and listen mm-hmm. to him and shit. And, and it's just crazy, bro, to think that he's not here, man. But, you know, um, you know, God bless him for the time he did spend with us and everything he taught me, bro. Cause that dude was on some other level, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, and and yeah, definitely uh, an, an, a legend, you know, he, definitely a legend. Uh, yeah, and definitely. just his, his skills was it was different, bro. Like, uh, you know, whatever you want to label it, you know, Latin rap, Chicano, whatever, hip hop, like mm-hmm. he had his own yeah. sound, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, I he feel did, like he, he did, made bro. his own lane, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, he did, he, he did, bro. I mean, he started back in '92, fidgeting with it like professionally, bro, you know what I mean? And I came into the picture in '96 doing my own thing. a lot of people think that he was the one that put me on but mm-hmm. it didn't even happen like that like uh in 94 in he, he came out with his first album um and he was out there doing his thing you know what i'm saying i i would go everywhere with him bro like he, we went to johnny jay's house rest in peace i met all kinds of people there from from sir jinx to fucking 
Big Psych, the Outlaws. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name it. It was a big Halloween party, bro, in, out in Palmdale, uh, where Johnny J lived. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to meet, you know, we got we were real up close and personal with Johnny J. Like, I knew him, his wife, Capuchine, his son, Jeremiah. Uh, I mean, it was crazy, bro. Like, he would, you know what I mean? Like, there was pictures of Tupac that nobody has ever seen or will ever see just from him being there at barbecues and sleeping on the futon that I slept on when I went there and um, music that I heard that he played for us. Yeah. It, it was just crazy. It was just crazy, bro. And, and uh, night I would take me there. Uh, we would go to recording sessions with Chris Gunn. We would go to David Salas. We would go do videos Man. and you know what I mean? So I got, I got to know, you know, a lot of people and shit. And then finally I said, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the homie Hitman from my neighborhood, which is Night Owl's uncle, uh, is the one that, you know, if it wasn't for him, there would be no shadow, though, plain and simple, because he was the one that would drive me everywhere. You know what I'm saying? He would handle all the financial business when it came to shadow. I was only 16, dog. So this man, <laughs> you know, shout out, to, shout, shout out to Hitman. God bless him. You know, he never gets the the, the proper credit he deserves, bro. Yeah. And he des- he deserves everybody to know that you know it was it was it was 50 percent me because of the writing and, and the recording but it was 50 percent him because of the footwork that he would yeah. um help me you know to push the fucking the, the records we would go sell fucking cds go back and repress and we'll go back with the trunk full to texas arizona uh you name it bro you know whatever it took to sell those fifty thousand out the trunk we did that's dope, bro. Man, man. Yeah. How how did you transition, bro, from that hustle? Because uh, me, myself, with my music, I experienced that hustle. I had a van wrapped up, you know, selling CDs at a Walmart, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, here yeah. in the Midwest. And um, wh- what was your transition like uh, to, you know, now with Spotify and the whole digital world? It was, I mean, it was a slap in the face, dog. Like, it, it was crazy because... So all that digital shit came into play like what 2002, 2003 or something. Yeah. So so it it was slowly creeping in, bro. Even back then in those years, you were still able to sell. There was still exactly. wholesalers. There was still people that would buy. I you mean, know you know when it hit me, bro? It, it uh, hit me when uh like the truck that I just got. It's a newer truck and there's no CD player. And that's when I was just like, man, this is real. And, and, and not even that truck, but before yeah. that, like seeing that, I'm like, man, this is real. Like, yeah, <laughs> gone. yeah, bro. Like the crazy part is like, people don't get it though, that we will go press up 5,000 CDs, 10,000 CDs. And there was a wholesaler waiting to buy two, two, 2,000 of those copies at $6, $7 a piece. Right. Just that one seller, that one buyer, homie. Mm. And we had, 15 of those buyers you feel me so from you know from the richard sneeds and norwalk records may he rest in peace to the you know to the uh to the guys in arizona at southwest wholesale to the people in texas to violet brown which was the main buyer for the warehouse music uh all the warehouses around the fucking country she would buy yeah she would say okay okay shadow i need fifteen thousand till i die units because I got to fucking send them everywhere. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, so here then, we are man, scrambling. You had to like really grind. You had to really grind. Yeah, that, to be heard. People don't get it. Yeah. That's why these new kids will never know yeah. the real effort and, and all the fucking grinding and footwork that we put into our fucking business, dog. And, yeah. and 
for me to sell 50,000 out of the trunk at $7 a piece and make that 350,000 at 16 homie that was fucking work <laughs> that was work. work and it was yeah, it, yeah, and it was real, it was love, lovely money bro it was lovely money right. i wish i wish my parents would have guided me financially like hey go to Merrill Lynch or go to this financial institution so you can invest or fucking or or save money for your future or whatever the fuck yeah but not i mean but they were living check to check, bro. So they didn't know yeah. anything about that either. Homie. Yeah. Right. So, so what would I do? I, I'd fucking make, I would, I would spend it how I made it. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. Especially you know, being young. I, like I went that. And, Oh yeah. I went and got a fucking pound of gold in my neck. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I did that shit dog. And then, but see, the thing is a, a lot of people don't know how hard I worked to get what I had, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, I blew through two and a half million dollars, but yeah. that's because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know any better, bro. Like, yeah. I don't have, I don't have shit to show for it. Yeah, except and, and you know, except, I, I love that you you brought that up, bro, because uh, you know, I'm very blessed. Uh, you know, my kids, like, uh, you know, but I, the saying I always like to say is, uh, it's it's simple, but it's not easy. You know what right. I mean? And 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 that's what I'm getting out of that 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 grind, like obviously on the surface right like you know you're this rap star right but they don't know the the footwork that you were putting in yeah. um yeah bro so uh so to, to, to transition what do you got going on now well now i plugged up with the digital distributor one rpm you know and and um and it's crazy because a lot of a lot of people a lot of artists are getting tired of the whole digital download getting paid pennies for streams and shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's working out for some of us and for some other people, it's not. You know, like my bro, Little One, for example, he does not want to release anything else on fucking digital. It's all, he's only going to press up a certain amount of copies. It's all physical. And, and you want a copy, you buy it directly from him. And there's a way where you can code your music and people cannot upload it to YouTube or any channel. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it'll get knocked down. You know what I mean? So there's a way to do that shit. And and that's good that you found that formula, bro, because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna approach that also. Yeah. But I'm also gonna keep I'm I'm also gonna keep the digital side. So I'm gonna hit it from both angles. I'm gonna hit it yeah, with physical, yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm and I'm and gonna keep doing my digital. There's there's even uh I can't remember the name of the company now. Like the great thing, so you know, it sucks. Obviously, like you said, you could move that many units and uh be well off, but there's also this thing that's happening now where before we needed these labels right and now it's more like you're more so there's this service and uh man i can't remember the name but basically it's the idea of like which i I might try it with one of my songs but you basically can have your fans invest in the song for royalties which i think is is fucking dope so i mean if they buy let's say a hundred bucks or, are you talking or, about that? Are you, t- are you talking about that NFT shit? It, no, it, so it's not NFT. Uh, it's actually yeah. royalty. So they invest in the song, and yeah. uh, it, it, you know, if they, if let's say you sell fifty percent of the song, you still own fifty percent of the song, and each ten percent that you sell, let's say you sell it for five hundred bucks to each fan, or even a hundred bucks, whatever. Well, you do the math. Yeah. You sell ten of those. Uh, and so the royalties will go directly to the fans from that song, if that makes sense. Right. 
Okay. So, so it's literally like you're signed to the fans. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds dope. You know, I mean, I mean, if it, if it makes sense, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, why not? Why not, bro? Um, and, and, and that's the whole reason behind um, Little One not liking to do digital anymore, you know, because, you know, it wasn't working out. It wasn't working out. We were getting some some small checks and he just figured, I mean, you know, if I press up a thousand units and I sell them for a hundred dollars a piece, yeah, you know what I mean. Do the math, and it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it's for like, sure. you know what I mean. It, it's it's it makes sense. So, to me, I was like, well, shit, why not do that? Yeah, and still get my my digital money. You know what I mean. So, yeah, um, I just I just figured uh, because you know people's attention span right now, bro, is less than three minutes. Yeah, so. So now everybody's doing two verses with the hook. Every song is no more than three minutes. Mm. And if you give them, if, and this is the thing I figured out, bro. Like if you give them a whole album in six months, they're going to be asking you for a new one. So what Thanks. I'm doing, yeah. so what I'm doing, bro, is I'm releasing mini EPs with three songs each mm. every three months. Every three Art. months I'm feeding them with three songs, three songs, three songs, three songs. So it gives me time to record more material mm-hmm. at the same time. I stay relevant yep. and it shows, and it shows consistency and people don't lose or forget about you. Yep. They're like, Oh well, shit. And in a couple of months, this was going to fucking drop some more shit, yep. which has been, it's been working out, bro. Like yeah, yeah. my revenue, my revenue has been going up more than it ever has with this digital shit. And, and it's crazy because, you know, before I would be like, damn, I got to finish the album. I got to get a release date and this and that. And it's like, I worked out with, uh, I worked out something with, with a distributor where, they're just waiting for me to send another fucking three songs with the cover and we're dropping it every three yeah. months. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's been working out. It's working out lovely. And, um, I just been waiting to do videos because of my physical condition. Mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, I, I want to drop weight and I don't want to look like a slob on TV and shit. So, right. uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm barely getting my weight to, you know, exercise and everything. So yeah. I'll be doing videos here in a little bit and, once I get up to where I want to be, I'll be dropping three songs with one video to those three songs and um, just do no. that thing so I can have visuals and music and shit and just yeah, keep it going. So grind. is there anybody like in particular that you're working with in with the music that you got now? Uh, you know, there's, there's a, a lot, there's producers that I use, of course, like my boy CGV Productions, shout out to my boy Christian. Um, he produced my whole Spanish album. And what we did with that Spanish album, we chopped it up into five sections of three songs and I'm dropping them every three months. You know what I'm saying? He produced every single song, mixed, mastered, mixed and mastered everything. And boy's a genius, man. He's young, but he's so fucking talented. It's, it's crazy, bro. And, um, you know, he, he just, he knew what I wanted for this Spanish album, bro. Like the sound, if you listen to it, it's the same, but every song is different. You know what I'm saying? But it, right. but it has the same feel to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I got I got my boy Chops. I got my boy Doctor Evo, who produces for Exhibit, uh, Snoop. I mean, oh. you name it, homie. He produces for a lot of big people. He's out yeah. in Arizona. He was in LA, but moved to Arizona. Shout out to Doctor Evo. Um, and he just shot me a beat for the the memorial song that I'm gonna do for Night Out. It's oh, a fucking master. Dope, it's a it's it's a masterpiece, dog. Like the the last memorial song that I did was for my homie Scrappy, rest in peace for from my neighborhood. 
And I, I got uh, Nancy Fletcher, uh, who's saying for Dr. Dre, keep your heads ringing, that ring, mm-hmm. ding, dong. Yeah, yeah. Classic, okay, that's, na- that's Nancy Fletcher. So I got her on that hook. So this time around, um, I, I, I'm going to get Little One and myself to do this memorial song for my bro, Night Out, rest in peace. And uh, my boy, Steve Vicious, which I still fuck with to this day. He's the one that produced Till I Die, my first three or four albums. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that made Till I Die and all that other shit. He, he is, he's that guy's a genius. He's been fucking with Timberland and Shaquille O'Neal mm. and, and, you know, all kinds of the big people also. Um, so production wise, you know, th- that's pretty much who I, you know, who, who, who's been, who I've been working with. And, um, my boy, uh, Osa Blaze, um, uh, rap wise people to get on my record. I've been doing music, you know, with my brother, little one, of course, uh, my boy Duende, from Vegas, um, there's a dude in, in El Paso. He goes by the name of, of Payaso Nine One Five. Me, him, and Dwayne they have a group called Three K. Stands for Tres Caras, Three Faces. And uh, we have a whole album that's done that we're about to drop this year, later this year. That's dope. Um, yeah. We're actually going to New York to do our first performance. Oh uh, man! May twentieth. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be on a on a on a on some type of boat. It's gonna oh, be like damn. a okay. that's dope, like a casino. Yeah, no, nah, it's not a casino, bro. It's some kind of boat. So, some, some, a couple cats that we know, they chartered a boat, bro, and it's gonna be like a private event, and it's gonna uh-huh. it's gonna go down the Hudson River overlooking the the New York skyline, and um, hmm. uh, we're gonna perform for. I think it's gonna be like 150, 200 people tops. Dope. Uh, it's gonna be a, like a private venue type of thing, and. Um, these guys from New Jersey and New York, um, the dopest tattoo artists you can think of, bro. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they went first place every time they go to conventions and shit. Mm. And so that, that's, what's taking us out there. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to that because that's going to be my, my first show yeah. out of the state. My first show coming up is May 15th in Santa Maria with my bro, little one. Uh, we got a show going on there. Then three days later, I fly out to New York, but, um, but yeah, bro. I mean, I just want to stay busy, man, and, yeah. and and give people give people the music I, I've been I've been wanting to give them, and yeah. you know, uh, stay healthy, right. and keep working, bro. Yo, we'll be right back to this great episode of the Music Heads Podcast Show. But before we continue, make sure you guys grab a copy of my brand new book, The Power of Being Uncomfortable. It is out everywhere on Amazon.com, Barnes and Nobles, Target.com, Walmart.com. It's also available on audible.com. Go listen to the actual book. I promise you that it's going to change the way you think. And now, back to this great episode. Let's get it. So is there anybody like, any like rappers you listen to right now? Like that you like? You know, it's going to sound crazy, bro. And I might, I might sound like an asshole for yeah. saying this, but I don't listen to rap, dog. I don't listen to rap. I don't listen to any rap. Mexicans black i don't give a fuck what you are i don't listen to rap i don't even i don't even like listening to my own shit like uh, <laughs> damn <laughs> I, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be straight I'll, i'm gonna be straight up with you dog like when i go to the studio and record a new song i'll listen to it three to four times to see if there's anything i need to add or change to it after that it goes in the vault and then i release it and that's it i don't i don't personally play it in my car mm. i don't i don't go around bumping my shit i'm not that dude you yeah. know, um, 
and and uh, yeah, I don't listen to and, and a lot a lot of the reason why I I don't like listening to other other people's shit is because I don't want to get some sound or some fucking idea that somebody came out with and then get an idea off of that. Oh uh, yeah. Right. I mean? yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I like to stay authentic and original. original, like original I, yeah. I, I don't I don't ride waves. I don't my if you listen to my shit, it doesn't sound like every like everybody else's shit that's coming now. Cause right right now I can't tell if you're from the West Coast, the East Coast, down south, it all sounds the same, bro. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You, people from Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, Texas, California, Canada. I mean, you fucking name it. It all sounds the same. The fucking rolling fucking snare mm. and fucking, they all want to use a, a, what's that shit called? The, what, the fucking effect they all use. Um, auto-tune? Auto-tune. Yeah, auto-tune. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck it's called because I don't even know. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you right. know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever done a song with auto-tune except the one I just did with my boy Loose Lyric. And and glasses Malone and the reason that happened was because when I said when Loose Lyric did the hook, he did it like that. But it's not you can't even tell it's on there like these, these other songs and shit yeah, where it's right. fucking all auto tune. Nah, man, I don't. I, that's not me. Like I I know I know of people's names because when I go to radio stations or or my daughter, you know, they listen to music. My son, he listens to rap. And yeah, they you know they pull up bumping it or. Or they tell me, "Hey, Dad, have you seen this?" And I'll I'll, I'll look it up and see me like, "Oh, okay, cool, whatever." But as far as me, you know, going out and buy somebody's shit to listen to it, never been me, bro. Like, I got I got a good transitional question for that, bro. What makes a good musician? What makes a good musician, bro? Just opening your ears, heart, and mind to music, bro, of all genres, not just rap. You right. feel me, like? I, I I bump Mexican music. The most thing I bump is reggae, and uh, Mayor Hawthorne. I like listening to that dude a lot. And, th- and he sings like oldie type music, but but new. You know what I mean? Like it's it's new oldie type music. Yeah. Um, but I I like listening to 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 weird like world beat. I like listening to fucking like different shit, bro. That 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 does not fucking. You know, a lot of people don't even like listening to. I'll listen to country sometimes. I'll listen to fucking yeah. gospel music. I'll listen to fucking Christian music. Uh, you name it, dog. I, I listen to everything but rap. And and um, I think if you open up your mind and your ears to to different sounds and different genres of music, it you know it it embeds something in you that you know rhythm and melody, bro. It's it's universal. It's not just. Yeah one genre you know what i mean like the metronome swings the same way to whatever fucking genre of music you're doing dog it doesn't change position it doesn't do this shit to different types of enough yeah the metronome goes like this dog and on the computer the click is still the same bro yeah still the same it's just the only thing that changes is the artist and the genre of music that it is but it's it's universal dog and 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 uh i think there's there's a difference. I always say this, man. There's a difference between rappers and artists, right. just like there's a difference between beat makers and producers. Yeah, you yeah, feel definitely. me? I, I love that, there's, bro. Yeah, I love I that because I, so, I, I yeah. say that all the time. Like I, I'm an artist. I always tell people like I'm an artist just right. just because yeah. I, I do some Spanish stuff too, and mm-hmm. I, I'm Salvadorian, bro. So so you know it, yeah. it's like I grew up with Mexicans. So it's like what yeah. you were saying, all this mix, and especially being in the Midwest, uh, 
you know, you hear stuff from down south, you right. hear some of the east, west. Like so, like, yeah, it's yeah. like a mixture, bro, out here. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's dope, yeah. though. It's dope. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, like over here, it's pretty the same way, dog. Like, you know, you have your bachata, your your reggaeton. Yeah. You have, mm. I mean, different people bump different shit. And my yeah. wife, she listens, she like listening to all that, you know what I mean? And, and I mean, and that's cool, dog. You know, I'm not yeah. saying people don't, li don't listen to shit. No, me personally, you know, I rather listen to stuff that I don't make. Yeah. So, and I enjoy it more and I enjoy what I do more knowing that it's coming fresh yeah. and authentic from me. You feel me? So, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the, you know, what I like to do, dog. And, yeah. and what's it, the, and what's the best song that you've ever released and why? The best song that I've ever released and why? Uh, I think it's going to be the, the song that I did for my kids man it's called uh uh lullaby and i that's gonna be the purest realest uh most heartfelt song that you're gonna hear from me dog uh i think that one and the tribute to my homeboy scrappy rest in peace bro um and then now you because, said that one with mr uh, for mr night out too rest in peace i can't wait to hear yeah, that yeah 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 that that's gonna be something else bro but i mean as far as as far as uh i think those are the two deepest songs that i've ever done and only because everything else from me is 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 a day is, is a look into my life what i was doing growing mm -hmm. up you know the the game banging the drug slinging the you know being with girls traveling the world and yeah you know spend, spending money making money and dodging the cops blah yeah. blah blah whatever but now once I got older and I had my kids, dog, my life is about my kids, bro. Exactly. You feel yeah. me? And, so and, it's like and now, a, a recording session like with you, man. Like, you know, like, do you like, do you write or do you just go in? Like, what's your Yeah. Life? Well, okay, so for the most part, I like writing at the studio. I like vibing. I like vibing out. I like setting a mood. I like, you know, uh, having a vibe and, you know, just turn that shit up loud and let me just lose myself in the music. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said before, I'd sit there and smoke, fuck, at least 20 fucking swishers, bro, and just, you know what I mean? Swishing, get, huh? get, get, get different ideas and shit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, now, sometimes I'll, I'll sit at home and write and just go in there and drop it. And when I drop a, when I drop a verse, it takes me two or three takes. And I don't like punching in. I don't like punching in, bro. Like, yeah, just go in. You know what I mean? Like, the way I drop songs, I'm going to tell you my formula, dog, and and this is the way I do it. I drop my here lead. Here it is, man. Exclusive. Let's go. <laughs> I drop my lead, homie. I drop my lead. I do two dub tracks and an ad lib. Mm. Then I listen to it. Then I listen to it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Erase the lead. Leave the dubs and the ad libs in. And then I do my lead with my dubs and the ad libs, ad libs in because it's like having a hype man on stage. You feel me? So when I drop my lead, Mm -hmm. I hit every pocket. I hit every pocket, homie. You don't have to scoop me back or forward. That I hit dope. every pocket. Every pocket those dubs are at, I hit it. And you ain't got to fuck with me, like, moving this shit here and there, and make, yeah. making them, putting that vocal line. You ain't got to use that shit. Have on you me. been doing you know that I mean? since day one? I just started doing that maybe five years ago, bro. Okay. Five years ago. You know what I'm saying? But, but before that, I've been no punching. Yeah. I did a song called, I did a song called Fuck a Punching. So I'd be a hypocrite. <laughs> Damn. I'd be a hypocrite if I punched in, bro. So no, I'm, right. a, 
I'm, I'm a perfectionist dog when it comes to my songs. I like. Oh yeah, bro. I like. I, I like it sounding uh, professional. I like it sounding good, and you know, I, I like I said, when I'm in the studio, I'll listen to it a hundred times if I have to to make it yeah. right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, other than that, I mean, that's that's pretty much how I record, bro. You know, and I I don't go to the studio with a bunch of heads and yeah, I don't, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I, and I think I'm, it's like like I, I love what you, everything you're talking about. I relate, bro, because it's I'm the same way, man. My kids, like, I'm going to church tomorrow. Like that, yeah. that's what I'm all about nowadays. You know, it's like there, there's nothing left out there. You know, uh, so I just released a book, bro. It's called A Power of Being Uncomfortable, and uh, it's basically okay. a mindset book. And uh, the reason why I bring that up is I want to ask you what has been a way that getting uncomfortable has helped you succeed. So I used to be shy uh, being in front of a, a big crowd, mm. you know, you know, so I had to get used to being uncomfortable to get to be comfortable, you know, on stage when I would, I remember when I would, my, my very first shows when uh, the radio station in San Diego got behind my one song till I die and the program director put me on tour with Light of Shade of Brown and I was only performing that one song, bro. But the shows we were doing with, with Light of Shade of Brown, I mean, people were there to see Light of Shade of Brown. They didn't oh, know yeah. who the yeah, fuck yeah. I was. You feel me? So it was a lot of people there, dog. And I was uncomfortable as fuck going on stage. Like, I didn't know how yeah. to talk to the crowd, how to hold a mic. Like I was 16, you know, still dressing like a gangster homie. And, and it's funny because I remember the program director told me, she said, is there, is there somewhere we can clean you up? No disrespect. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not, I'm not saying you look dirty, but I'm saying more pre presentable, right. you know, where people, where they're not going to try to gangbang on you and I'm going to be responsible for something happening to you. Yeah. And, you know, and and for the most part, my homeboy Hitman, he 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 kept me safe, and and you know, um, he, you know, I, I just so I started to, I still was wearing long socks, and and and, but the shorts got a little bit shorter, not not all the way down, halfway down, down my <laughs> leg and shit, and you know, the shirts went, turned into collar shirts instead of you know my my fucking pro clubs, mm -hmm. uh, so, just you know, I didn't I didn't let them change me. But I realized that it was more appealing to more people, not just the gangsters. Yeah. It was like family and moms and dads were okay with their kids being there watching me so that they didn't get an idea of trying to dress like me or yeah. some shit. You know what I mean? Um, so that, I think that was the, 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 the uncomfortable that made me succeed because I had to overcome being uncomfortable to yeah. become comfortable and go go rock stages with these fucking you know platinum selling artists yeah i mean light of shit of brown had had multi you know records and shit that they had gone gold and platinum with so you know and, and that's how that song 61909 came about with me and odm from light of shade of brown yeah because one time i was sitting in my room in el centro i remember a car show in el centro and uh, I, I was in my room had my door open and I had a, a, I was bumping that shit loud. It was the beat, and I was just bumping it, and I was writing it. And ODM was passing by, 
And he was, oh, what's up, homie? I was, he was like, you shadow, right? Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm the one that be opening up for you and shit. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I know, man. He goes, that's a dope song, dog. And he goes, what you doing? I was like, I just fucking around with this song right here. And he was feeling it, bro. And, he, okay. you know, he's like, what's up? Let me get a verse on there. I was like, cool, get it. Yeah, so that's dope. He, <laughs> so he wrote a verse. We wrote the hook right there and then. And then when we got back from from uh, from tour, he came down from Corona in in, uh, in Riverside County. He came to San Diego to where I recorded at Steve Vicious' house. And he dropped that verse for me, dog. And we did that song. And it was like, I was like, damn, this one really went out his way to, to to look out for me and shit and and got on my song without even like knowing me. That was yeah, like yeah. that was the first time we actually sat down in my room, like spent hours drinking and smoking and shit. And just, you know, it was a cool vibe, bro. And and yeah. uh, you know, it was super dope for him to have done that yeah. for a youngster like myself, dog, because that really boosted my morale. Yeah. And um yeah. That that's dope. You know, yeah, man, I gotta ask you, man. Like, do you got any like good memories, man? Like going out to different locations, performing shows, like any stories? Oh, yeah, definitely man. Lincoln, right? <laughs> Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like it's crazy because from the smallest towns to the biggest cities, dog, it's you know, there's it's always a memory, bro, because you know, you're you're out of your element, you're out your well, you're in your element, but you're out of your element, you know, you're in the yeah. music game, but you're out of your city you know, with around strangers and I mean from from the smallest town like fuck and in, in uh I've been to towns in Idaho where they still lynch motherfuckers, you know, I mean or line you up on a wall and yeah. shoot you and shit, you know, to to places where you know um they're real racist. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember one time uh we we were where the fuck were we bro? Uh, uh yeah it was in Idaho. It was in Idaho, and it was like, um, I don't know, it was like two, no, it was like 98, 99, and there was a bunch of us, homie, and it was like maybe six performers, and we were all gangsters, some from L.A., some from Arizona, some from, you know, San Diego, and, you know, we dress how we dress, but we're clean, bro, like, mm -hmm. I have brand new fucking shoes, you know, crispy white ones and shit, and, and I remember this white lady and her little daughter that was like, 10 11 years old uh we were in line at mcdonald's bro and um her daughter said look mommy there's a lot of brown people in here <laughs> wow. i was like what the fuck and trip on this and the mom looks down at my feet bro and she goes oh yeah honey the nun must be from around here because they have clean shoes on uh -huh. i was like what the fuck in other words all the mexicans there were fucking farm help or yeah. they always were dirty yeah you feel me and i mean it was it was fucked up i mean I, yeah. I, it was cool that she noticed my clean kicks but it was fucked up because it, it just showed you where our people were exactly in regards to you know in regards to society like yeah. you know they were they always had dirty shoes whether they were broke you know because i've been to shows dog like when you go to mexico dog you have a lot of homies they pull up with nike cortezes and they're not the cleanest bro you know what i mean yeah. like but they don't give a fuck as long as they look hard and down and shit they don't exactly. give a fuck yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the thing in Idaho and in all these small town places. You got homies, dog, but they might not have money to buy new shoes or whatever. And they go and yeah, they got dirt on their shoes or whatever. And yeah, and it is what it is, bro. But, you know, yeah. white, white society looks at us, you know, in a different way, bro. Like to yeah. me, I'm like, OK, homie, you're trying your hardest to 
you know, keep up with whatever. You yeah. know, that's cool. And then some white lady comes and be like, oh, look at this dirty motherfucker, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, but I mean, it, it's it, it's memories, dog, everywhere, every every show. Yeah. Every show, man. I mean, you know. So, it's, I, I, I got a, uh, we're going to transition, bro, uh, into a quick, uh, uh, I'm going to call this off the dome. And you got three seconds to answer uh, three questions. Uh, so the first right. question I have, and you're going to count down, bro. As soon as I ask the question. Uh, and if you, if you know, I hope you know it within three, three seconds, but just yell it out. Uh, so the first question is, El Chavo or Cantinflas? Cantinflas. All right. Uh, the second question is, Ice Cube or Snoop Dogg? Ice Cube. And then the last one, Jenny Rivera or Selena? Selena. All right. Can you and can you elaborate on those? Yeah. So, Cantinflas. Uh, it brings more memories to me because El Chavo, I used to watch more with like my brothers and sisters and myself. Yeah. You, you know, but Cantinflas is something I would watch with my mom and my dad. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think watching Cantinflas with my dad, rest in peace, meant more to me than watching Chavo with my sisters and brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I mean, my dad's gone and my mom, you know, she's going to be 78 this year. So, uh, I think Cantiflas for me, and besides that, Cantiflas is a funny motherfucker, dog. You yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> a lot, a lot, of, a lot of people don't know it, but, but you know what I mean. Like we have Cantiflas, Resortes. A lot of people don't even mention Resortes, bro, and 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 it's fucked up because he was, he's the one that actually invented moonwalking, homie. There's movies. Like, oh, I did not years, know that. <laughs> hey, years and years, years and hey, years and years before Michael Jackson came out with the first moonwalk on that stage, bro. Uh, Resortes had already done it. Man, fucking fifty years <laughs> before that, bro. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And um, what yeah, about bro, Snoop so, and Ice Cube? Why? Why'd you Snoop choose Ice, Ice Cube? Cube? Well, because Snoop was like a new version of. Easy E, but Snoop had a slicker voice and could stay on beat. You know what I mean? But yeah. Snoop was rap rapping more more of uh, the same shit that Easy was rapping about. Yeah. Um, Cube was more raw, more. You know what I mean? Like, if I had to compare myself to to Snoop or Cube, I compare myself more to Cube because his lyrics were something else. Though. Like he's just a monster, bro. Like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if you can really grasp what he's saying and envision it, yeah, right. it's fucking crazy. Because Snoop is more, you know, Crip, West Coast, gangbanging shit, you know, pimping shit. Yeah. And Cube was more, more, you know, I, I guess, I guess the contrast of that is that he, he looks, you know, he talks about him being a black man and I can relate being a Mexican. So he's always about being a black dude, and I'm all about being a Mexican. Right. You know, the cop, cop always harassing us. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So so I guess I can relate to Cube. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can relate to Snoop also, but I think Cube, with the passion of of, of his, you know, his people type shit, um, is what makes me go towards Cube more than Snoop. Yeah. And then what about Selena and, and Jenny Rivera? Well, Selena was first to do it. And 
look better than Jenny. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, both of them rest in peace. I mean, I mean, Jenny was. As soon as you said I mean, look good, he's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, bro, Je- Jenny, Jenny. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Jenny was a milf. You know, she was, <laughs> she looked good. She looked good for her age, but but Selena was just, you know, what I mean, she she was she was beautiful. She had the body. She had the voice. Um, you know, and she wasn't, she wasn't like stuck up about it. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think Jenny falls into the, the this thing they call Buchona, who, you know, mm, like yeah, more, yeah, yeah. more of, more of the, the, the cartel wife right, or yeah. the drug dealer wife. Sel- yeah. Selena was more, Selena was more of the, you know, my, my boyfriend that I married was a guitar player you know, with the tail type shit. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Totally, totally different. More, I guess she was it's more probably that, uh, like the Cali and Texas thing, huh? Like the, yeah, the st- yeah style. Yeah. Uh, and man, yeah. I hate to wrap it up, bro, but you know, I know you're, you're a busy guy, you're a family man, same here, you know, gotta get back to the family, but, uh, yeah. I'm going to ask you three questions that we ask our guests. Um, the first question that I have, and it's for some wisdom, basically, uh, any young artists out there listening, mm-hmm. what would be some advice that you would give yourself now looking back to that 16-year-old when you started? Well, well, one thing that I didn't do and I don't do and I haven't done and I won't do ever is say the N-word. We're not, if you're Mexican, stay Mexican. If you're white, stay white. You know what I mean? Uh, the N word is 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 for my black people to use. Um, I don't like using it. Uh, I hear that going around a lot. A lot of youngsters like to use it, and I get it. It's the new slang. You know, the kids want to go around talking about this and that. You know, I I don't like it, bro. Um, just stay authentic. Be yourself. Stay true to your roots, and and you know you'll have better things said about you. And um, instead of trying to be something or not, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I hear, all, I hear all these Edgars on me with that, you know, funny haircut and shit. <laughs> I, I, you know, all they say is nigga, this nigga, that. And it's like, bro, you're fucking, you're as fucking Mexican as it gets. I mean, you, you should see how you look saying it. And, and there's some guys, <laughs> don't, and look, there's some guys that are actually like, pretty big and known i'm not gonna mention no names yeah. i don't want to throw them under the bus yeah, yeah you know what i mean but but they say nigga bro like if they were really black and yeah. it's not cool dog like mm. if they, I, I would hate for them to get locked up and talk like that because they got another thing coming you know what i'm saying and and i, I mean i don't, like just just be yourselves bro you know it's it's just be authentic and and you know yeah. just it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's not, it's, it's not correct, bro. It's not yeah. the right thing to, to do. You know, there's, there's other words you can use to fill in your fucking verses and lines. And, uh, you know, you'll be just fine without saying it. Yeah. Well, I'm no. black and I don't get offended with Latino say though. I, you know, I, know, well, like, you know, well, see, but, but, see, but that's, that's because you're black. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And, right. and, 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 Although there is, I I know some 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 of the black homies that I know, dog, that it fucking they can't stand it. Mm. You know what I mean? And as it is, bro, like as it is, I mean, if that I I get it. Look, there's there's some times where you grow up in that type of environment, and that's how they talk. <clears throat> like 
excuse me, like I heard, you know, um, who told me this? I forgot if it was my son or one of his friends that told me, how come you don't like people saying the N-word? I'm like, that's just me, bro. Like, but I'm not the only one. Like, there's a lot of Mexicans that just don't like that, dog. And, and if you're Mexican, Mexicans shouldn't say that, period. Like, you know, and, and they say, well, SPF says says that. I'm like, well, you know what? I mean, in, in, in Cali and Texas, it's a little bit different. Right, exactly. Right. Just like just like the East Coast. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it still looks bad. It still looks bad, bro. Like, you know, I, I got I got homies in Texas that say it, and I got homies in Texas that don't say it, that despise that shit. So, you know, it, it's just it's just a way, I guess, of how you grew up, dog. And 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 um there's oh man, there's so many rappers. I, I wish I could just throw them all out there. <laughs> you know what I'm throw saying? Yeah. yeah, cause because I my son tells me, hey dad, check this out, and he'll show me something from some fool from LA or some fool from Miami or some fool from New York, and they're, they're all saying nigga this, nigga that, and, and they're every every other word is nigga, and it's like dog, like the fuck, you know, like not even black rappers say that many fucking words. <laughs> and shit and chill out, you know what I mean? But to, I mean, to each their own, bro. But I mean, you know, just be authentic, man. That's yeah, all yeah, I no yeah. facts. Uh, yeah. What are if there was a three step formula to making it in music? What are the three steps? Oh man, look, the music business is, is it's an ugly business, bro. It's an ugly business. Like I've I've been blessed to to have this longevity and be in this shit since for 26 years now, man, going on 27. And um, you know, again, don't 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 go don't go around writing something that you haven't done or that you don't know about, bro. Don't write about somebody else's life. Don't watch a movie and go write a song about it. You know, um, be original with your music, including your beats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and um, more than anything, man, you got to have, you really got to love what you're doing. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, it has to be a passion. Don't, don't, don't do it because you're trying to get rich or you're trying to be the next so-and-so or whatever. You know, do it because you like it, because you love it, because... It makes you fucking feel good when you do it. And um, everything else will fall into place, man. If you're good at it, it'll, it'll, people will tell you it, it's good, bro. You right. know, mm-hmm. if you're whack, people will tell you that's it, <laughs> whack, mm-hmm. you know. And, and if you have friends and if you're whack and they're not telling you that it's whack, then they're not your friends because they're lying to you, they're misleading you, and, you know, you just quit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I always say this, like, if, you know, if, if, if your real friends would be, you know, real with you, you know, it could be good or it could be bad. Yeah. You know, because they can say it, man, because I kind of feel like today's rap music, man. I feel like, like you said, originality is definitely the key and you got to have a passion for it. I feel like a lot of yeah. people lack those things. Yeah. You know, everybody, like you said yeah. earlier, everybody sound the same. No originality. Yeah. And a lot of people don't nah. have a passion for it. They just like. You know, they just want to do it just to get on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they yeah, ain't rapping about what they living. So, like, yeah, yeah. three main things that yeah, you yeah. said yeah. is yeah. going Keys on, right there. like, today. <laughs> yeah, like, don't don't bit of that. Yeah. Don't don't ride that wave, bro. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and, I mean, more than anything, I mean, talent is out the window nowadays, bro. It's all about popularity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Popularity can make you a fucking star. Yeah. Because... T- 
right now talent is like forgotten. It doesn't have anything to do with being a rapper or a singer or a, a fucking influencer on TV on on YouTube or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But but if you have talent, you know, and you use it in a in a in a honest, authentic way, it'll go way farther, homie, than being popular for being whack. You feel me? So, you know, just stay true to yourself, stay authentic, don't get on that wave and uh try to sound like the next man because it's never gonna work. Yeah, facts. Yeah. And uh the last question I have for you, bro, uh is if you were to write a book, what would be like the the theme and maybe a title idea? Oh man. A day in the life. Because like it would because and I've thought about writing a book, bro, because there's so many things that I've gone through, like I mean, physically, mentally, emotionally, I mean, from from slinging, you know, meth when I was 13, 14, 15 to 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 fucking hanging out with grown ass men. And I was the only 13, 15 to 17 year old in the room. Mm. But we were doing 30, 40 year old men shit. You know what I'm saying? Counting. I mean, moving metric tons of whatever. And I mean, just knowing people and stories that i have bro that have happened to me um so it would be a day in the life of what i've done what i've been through a day in the life of my music career um you know what i'm saying from from experiences of being in the studio and and corrupting roscoe walking by or walking into the studio and hearing me and be like hey let me get a 16 my nigga cool and corrupt just and, and, and corrupt bless me with a verse and roscoe bless me with a verse and that's the thing like any any artist that you heard me with dog whether you know the cocaine is the sugar freeze the 40 glocks the, i never paid none of these people dog you feel me like 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 corrupt and roscoe homie shout out to them dog. they always bless me with verses and hooks and i never paid for any of it dog they just liked what they heard that i was making and you know, they wouldn't have jumped on it if it was whack, bro. Because yeah, Corrupt right, is one yeah, of the dope. Right, Corrupt and Roscoe are two of the sickest, dopest lyricists you'll ever hear. You know, and, and for Scotty and, and fucking, uh, you know, Corrupt to, to bless me, dog. And multiple times. I mean, it's yeah. a blessing, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's why I would just call it a day in the life. Because yeah, there's I so like many yeah. stories that I have, bro, that it would blow people's minds yeah no i i would encourage that bro and and if there's anything i could do you know you know with me releasing this book let me know man i, I you know i can send you links whatever right so um, yeah i, I get I, I guess the main thing is is i don't i thought about it and it's like do i write it like i would write a fucking song like how do i start mm -hmm. you know what i mean and how, how do i transition from this scene to this scene and it's like I don't know. I mean, chapters, I guess the chapters is what I'm trying to get at is like, how do you transition from chapter one to chapter two? You know, what would be in chapter one and what would be in chapter two and chapter three? And when would the music come in? And then, yeah, you know, and then I would take my music money and flip it and invest in this and flip that. And, you know, it was just crazy, dog. So yeah. it, it's a, there's a lot of fucking chapters in my book. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, uh, I would encourage it, bro, because you know you 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 uh you open a lot of doors and you know that you definitely have some gems that uh, a lot of youngsters can obviously uh 
get to and and you know with with the quick book you know you could yeah. you could you to change somebody's life you know you got so the knowledge man yep you know? yep but yeah, uh definitely. and where can people find you dog mm-hmm. um instagram i mean my instagram is linked to my facebook so mr shadow 619 on instagram uh that's pretty much it dog you know what i mean all my links are there uh you can dm me I, i'm not a dick like that i answer every dm i get um and uh you know that's that's pretty much it i mean it, it links it, it links you to my facebook so you know i think my facebook or well, my facebook is just mr shadow um you know if it's not verified it's not me so just look for that little blue check if, if mr shadow or mr shadow 619 on instagram and um yeah man that's it love it love it bro well, thanks for taking the time, man. Uh, yeah. Everybody out there, make sure you guys subscribe to my channel, Billy the Kid, D-H-A-K-I-D-D. Go to BillyTheKid.com, leave in your email. Follow us on Instagram. Follow Mr. Shadow. And let's get it, baby. Bye-bye. No, stop. Oh, yeah. God bless. bless you, man. Oh, yeah. Play, play, bitch. I'm a boss. My own money. I create. Since you broke, you be a faggot. Cause my bank account is straight. Yes, I am good, but I want to be great. If you don't hustle, then I can relate. You be who you hang with, so you better rate.